everyone. Welcome back to Happy Hour Talks with. Hi, I'm China. Hi, I'm Jerry. I'm Raina. And I'm Ruth. So we took a week off to, you know, enjoy our 4th of July and just chill, hang out. Did you guys have any cool plans over this past week, this weekend? Anything exciting at all? Nah, we boring, y'all. <laughs> uh-uh, it is summer. We need to be outside. But outside is expensive, so I don't know. But uh, this title for today is called Temptations. Yes, we're going to be talking about different things that has tempted us in our early 20s and how we are navigating those temptations in our life right now. So um, as we are wrapping up this college series, you know we have to mention a, a little bit of things that happen in our college experiences and hopefully you guys can take our lessons and just apply it to your normal everyday lives. So when you first got to campus, um, did you guys ever have any kind of temptations or were you like, I'm still gonna be my normal high school self? Were you like, ooh, boys, freedom, alcohol, parties? How was it? For me, um, I was really nervous and shy as a freshman. So like, I was not into like, let me go drink and stuff like that. And um, yeah, people were partying. I was too scared. Like, and even though I know I was like 45 minutes away from home, I was still scared if I went to a party, my mom would be right behind me. So I'm like, nope, I'm just gonna chill it out. <laughs> Um, for me, I think I was like Jerry in the sense that like I didn't party in high school, so that kind of like transitioned to when I was at UK as well. Um, and I actually got into a little bit of arguments like my freshman year with my roommate because she was very different with me, like than me in that sense that she did want to go to parties and stuff. So I think that she thought that I was like being lame sometimes, but in reality, I just like wanted her to be careful. Um, but like later on in college, I started to go out a little bit more, but I don't know. I wasn't like trying to wild out because I was so focused on like literally keeping my scholarship that I was like, I don't need to do anything to like mess this up or like do bad on exams. Um, so I was just always like, I can't go out. I have to study. <laughs> um, yeah, I was older than my friends so I don't even think they turned 18 yet so there wasn't really any any place we could go for like 18 year olders that they could also get into um as far as like boys I remember having tinder but I don't really remember ever linking with anyone uh, you know so I wasn't really tempted by boys so I don't know I was kind of like a recluse I was just also had my head in the books and just trying to get used to that first year of college so my mom was very, very strict in high school. Like I couldn't go to many places. So when I got to college, like Dree said, I was scared to go out. Like, I don't, I don't know. I thought I was gonna like get kidnapped. I wasn't gonna come home, gonna make it to class. So I was kind of like a prude in a sense. I didn't go out, but I didn't care. Um, I think later on down my college career, I started, you know, popping out here and there to like, homecoming or the bars and stuff but yeah I didn't have too many crazy like 
college party experiences. But I do know that sometimes when people do go to college, they want to bug out, go crazy. And I'm like, remember why you came in the first place, you know? So me, we were, some of us were RAs, me, Raina, and China, we were RAs, and we would see some people just going all out their um, freshman years. Do you guys have any, do you guys have any like funny stories or anything crazy you saw as an RA? Okay, so I was only an RA for like one semester and a half because it was when Corona hit. Um, and it was my first year being an RA. And I was a senior, but I was a fifth year. So it was like my senior year, but not really. And my whole hallway of residents was freshmen. So that was hilarious. There was only like a couple of students, maybe one, like one or two here and there that were like juniors and older. Um, but for the majority of like my residents, it was all freshmen. And so they were always kind of partying stuff, but they never really gave me problems. The problems came on my staff nights when I was dealing with other people's residents. And there was one night that I was doing a round. And typically if I heard some noise, I'm like, ah, they're just listening to the music. Like I'm not about to knock on the door. But this one night I was like super far away from this room. And I just heard like, Tiger or something and I was like I should not be able to hear like every word that this song is saying clearly so I was like I gotta knock or that's gonna be my butt so I knocked and they didn't answer so I remember I called my um friend and like other RA Danielle who's on staff with me and I was like Danielle you gotta come help me because I think this is a huge party so we went in the room and there was 14 freshmen in one room <laughs> 14 freshmen they were hiding under the bed they were in the bathroom like it was a mess we eventually got it handled but the whole, we had gotten there too late because they had alcohol like in the room and like we have to go make them pour it out and stuff but they had already finished everything so they were literally like I don't know why y'all are here like we did everything already like we're about to go out and it was just I don't know it was just crazy because like at one point, like on one hand, I couldn't get mad at them because they're freshmen and they just want to have fun. But it was like, why are 14 of y'all in one dorm room? Like, yeah. I, I don't understand. They didn't have anywhere to go party. So let's party in our dorms. That is so ugly. <laughs> A hot mess. What about you, China? Do you have any crazy stories or no? Um, I have a similar situation where it was like the first day of moving. They hadn't even been there 24 hours unpacked or anything. And I hear loud music on a round. So I knock on the door. Hey, uh, whose room is this? Can I come in and just take a look? And you walk in and you see a big old table and they're playing beer pong. And then there's people hiding in the closets. I'm like, let me look in the cabinets. Everybody come out. Give me an ID. So, you know, got to write them up take them to the dumpster so they can dump out the alcohol so that was crazy but I also remember um it's probably my sophomore year I wasn't old enough to go to the bars yet and um I remember seeing residents at house parties and just trying to have to like duck and no I'm not here to talk to you or party with you I don't want to be in your snap don't talk to me (laughs) (laughs) no because residents really be like they love to catch their RAs out and I'm like you did not find me here this never happened you know Um, for me, I had a couple of like similar stories, but one story, it was at like 3am. I was already mad. I had class in the morning. I had my bonnet on. I was pissed. So, you know, I was ready to like get these students. So I go, I knock on their door and it wasn't for alcohol this time. It was for marijuana use. So I'm like, I'm the RA that makes a whole 
speech, which I'm kind of embarrassed about right now. But like, I'm like, why did you come to school in the first place? Did you come to party? Because that's free. You're spending thousands of dollars right now just to party and get in trouble. Like, that's not wise. And then they're like, yes, ma'am, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whatever. But um, the craziest thing is we, of course, had to like call the cops on them. I don't know if they're campus cops, whatever, but they showed up and these kids know their rights. So the cop was like, hey, can we come into your room to, you know, inspect? And this little boy was like, no. And that was the first time I've seen someone deny a cop and the cop just had to like walk away or something. And I'm like, how did they know this was a thing? You know, like I never knew. I don't know if you all had like similar stories, but I saw wild things like that all the time. Like they were denying the police. Crazy. Um, but yeah, one thing about going to college, you're probably gonna feel tempted to go out to every party, every social event, but it's also okay to like just chill on the weekends, play some card games, hang out, all of that. But also if you are watching this video and you, if you have any like crazy college stories, anything funny, put them in the comments below and we'll be happy to, you know, read them. So in terms of going back to what China said of talking to people, having Tinder, dating and stuff, did you all date at all in college? Um, you, you can yeah. go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't date seriously. Um, I think I realized by <clears throat> junior year that I was actually more a romantic than I ever knew and so you know um one by one I started because I had like bumble tinder all of those one by one I just started to delete those and just kind of go in my I was like I'm not getting anything out of these short-lived interactions so yeah so I ended up dating um my junior year of college I believe um the person was a little bit older than me um and I was their tutor so lesson number one <laughs> um but you know I think with all relationships there's a honeymoon stage um and it was you know it was nice at first um and then throughout my college experience it started dwindling down um so the person would like ask me to do their homework the person like would end up cheating on me eventually like had someone come to my apartment, try to bust my windows out, had someone stalking me. Um, and I think if I would have known my worth back then, I would have left because although me and the person had like had a short breakup, when my fifth year or is it fifth years being a senior, I think that's what it's called, um, came the person I had class and I was still hanging out with the person, still dating the person. And then when I graduated and that person got to graduate as well due to my help, um, they could just kind of let and goes. And, you know, um, I don't know. I just want to say like men, women, you know, just know your worth. Don't, I kind of felt like, you know, everybody around me was dating and all this. And I think if I would have took more time to realize or like actually look at the red flags, I would have um, not been in a lot of situations that I was in. So did you feel pressured or like, why did you crave getting in a relationship, you know? I kind of want to say I felt pressured in a sense, but I also like, when I say the person did really good at like hiding who they really were, you know, 
at the time, I think I was like maybe 20 and the person was like three or four years older than me. So I'm over here like, okay, like this person has it going on. Like they got everything together. And then once I found out who they were, I'm like, they really don't. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying like you have to date somebody that has everything together in life, but it just seemed like I was kind of for their benefit. And I remember like at one time the person was like, well, I was like dating younger people because basically they could kind of groom younger people instead of dating like somebody that they're that's their age or a little bit older than them um going off of what Dree said I definitely can relate to that I didn't date like at all in high school like I didn't really talk to guys I did cotillion so I had to talk to the boy who's like my beau that I had to dance with but I think I had a crush on him and he didn't it didn't go anywhere but then got to college I was kind of just like eh like if I talk to people I talk to people I kind of talked to a few people my freshman year but it was really just like texting each other and it wouldn't go anywhere and then like once I started getting more involved like I was more focused on my friends and like again I was not playing about losing my scholarship so I was like always trying to make sure that my GPA was like at a certain range but then towards the end of college I felt a lot of pressure or like the episode titled temptations to be in a relationship because like and some of the organizations I was in like people were engaged or like people have boyfriends and I'm like lol like I'm 21 and I barely dated so like I have been on Bumble and Tinder before but like China said it was just very short-lived but I ended up meeting this guy my first senior year so when I was like 21 at UK and he was older than me he was a grad student and um it was very bad in the sense that like some of the stuff Jury was talking about happened to me um I can't like like 100% say that I know I was being cheated on, but the proof was like in the pudding and I just didn't have all the information to know. Um, I was definitely manipulated. I was definitely groomed in like a way. Um, And I think that like he just saw like my innocence and like me being a little bit naive and like was like, well, like she's a good girl so I can just like do X, Y, and Z. And so the relationship was very short. Uh, It was very toxic. And I'm just glad that coming out of it, I know my worth. Like I knew my worth before, but I forgot my worth for a little bit. And I'm so thankful that God like brought me out of that situation and like literally was shaking me like in the months that I took to heal after that to realize like you still had your worth that whole time. You just forgot it for a little bit. So kind of like what Jury was saying, like if you are considering like dating anybody in college, Um, really just think about like their intentions because when people like it is true it's not like just something people say when people show you who they are the first time you have to believe them and you can't excuse people's behavior because they seem to have potential Um, because also some majority um, because of like the grad program he was in I'm like well he's doing so good like in school and like his job and all of these things and everybody loves him but like when you see who a person is outside of all of that when you see who they are like in the way they interact around their apartment the way they talk to you the things they say to you and it doesn't align with you morally you have to believe them so just don't give into that temptation even if it seems good because sometimes dirt can look like gold and we can fall for it so yeah just don't forget your worth i know it's easier said than done but if something feels wrong listen to your gut trust me (laughs) 
it will save you so much pain later on. And even though that happened to me, like I said, I'm glad that God pulled me out of it. And I'm glad that at like 23, I know what I need to pay attention to moving forward. So, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Do you know what's really interesting? Like, because I have a kind of a similar situation. It was also later on my college career. So it's like, why did we feel the need to date or talk to people right at the end? Um, from my experience, I was like, I'm going to talk to this boy on the low load. Nobody's going to find about it. And then I'm going to pop out with a boyfriend, right? Wrong. Like I, this boy, I don't know. It was just like, he, his vibe was off. He made me not feel the same anymore. Like I was super happy at one point. And then this man had me like crying in public, just emotions everywhere. Right. And one thing that I noticed that helped me snap out of it was I left my 9 a.m. class with one of my friends. We were walking and she was like, she looked at me and she was like, are you okay? Like, Ruth, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, like, what are you talking about? And she was like, you've been off lately, right? And that really hit me. Like, although nobody knew about this boy, nobody knew about this situation, my whole demeanor, personality changed. And that's when it clicked, like, you, sir, gotta go. Like, you can't be changing who I am, my personality, making my emotions go up and down just for the sake of it. So one advice that I have to tell you all, boy or girl, lady, man, whatever, if someone is changing your personality or you're not who you used to be once you've entered into that talking stage or that relationship stage, you got to get up out of there like don't change who you are for anyone and it's all fun and games cute blah 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 talking to someone until you leave that relationship not the same as you came into it you know I never had some insecurities um like I never knew some of my insecurities until I started talking to this person so it's really not a joke like be careful who you talk to who you entertain in college, in life, all that in general. I also, oh, sorry. I also yes. want to like say that I'm really proud of you all, um, Ruth and Raina, for leaving those situations early because it took me a while. It took me until I graduated, and um, I remember I had dropped weight really quick because this person was stressing me out. Like, I've always been a thick girl. I have really wide hips and yada yada yada. But I remember I had went from like a large in a shirt to like a small in a shirt within like the whole summer. And I remember I came back to school and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, you're so small!" But like people didn't realize like this person was just stressing me out. Like I wouldn't eat. Like I would just go to bed. Like, and I think like the person kind of you know, I'm not gonna say I'm not one of those persons that never had like insecurities. I did, but I kind of like put them in the back of my brain. But this person would be like, you know, you look cuter if you lost your stomach or like, you know, if you turned up your legs. So like they were stressing me out. So I wasn't eating on top of that. And I was going to the gym like crazy. And so I just thought like, you know, I think some people kind of realized it, but like he had like this personality where he was lovely, you know, in public, but in private, he would come to my apartment complex, throw the furniture around, like scream, yell. Like I said, try to bust my window out, like have people outside of my apartment. So definitely leave early. That's one thing I would say. Um, I know that we're on like the temptation, um, 
episode today, but I kind of feel like it's going towards relationships. But I really want to tell people, you know, boy or girl, woman or man, to leave early when you see those signs because it's not going to get any better. And I would hate to have someone experience, you know, the things that I experienced because when I look back at it, I'm just like, I really didn't know my words. And I'm like, I probably could have killed myself because I'm like, I really lost so much weight within a short period of time. So yeah, definitely talk to someone, tell someone what's going on because I definitely felt scared because I'm like, okay, this person's really likable and they're presenting themselves one way, but with me, it's a totally different way. And I'm... I'm sorry. I'm not sure who you're talking about, Dre, but I remember it was like, we went a whole year without hearing from you. And we're like, is Dre okay? Like, is everything going on? So if you're a friend, and if you know people are not acting the same way around you, just check in on them. Don't pressure them to tell you their business, but just, you know, make sure that they're doing okay. Because you might see some signs you've never seen before. Um, and then going off what Jerry was saying about talking to someone, I'm personally someone who does believe in going to therapy. Um, and I know that like universities do provide like free services. Um, that was definitely something we pushed to our residents when I was an RA. Um, I know it could seem hard, but like um, I know like my staff, we were all for like literally walking with our residents to like the counseling services on campus. So like, if you don't feel like you can go alone, see if your RA can go with you or like see if like, if you don't wanna go specifically to your RA, you wanna talk to someone a little bit older, maybe reach out to your resident director in your dorm if you're living on campus. If you don't live on campus, like um, think about if you could talk to a professor about something like that or like uh, like your advisor for your college. Like somebody is willing to help you and someone is willing to listen. And therapy, I know that it can seem scary, but it definitely did help me after my situation because um, like Dre said, I had been struggling with insecurities that I had suppressed. And when that person brought those out, like when I was in that relationship with him, Therapy is like what helped me like get through it alongside like praying and like going to church and stuff. So I, I don't know if you are able to go to therapy, please take advantage of it. And if you don't have like insurance and things and your campus doesn't have anything, sometimes um, therapists in like your college town have like um, kind of like subsidized rates. I don't know if that's our term um, for like college students who are seeking services so that you can be able to afford it. Um, so I, I know it sounds scary. If they're not screening, what advice would you give for people like that? Gave this person the benefit of everyone they has heard of this person. So maybe people don't just automatically because Tim may know that that person is not who they actually seem to be. Please listen to them. Please listen to them. Like you can't screen them like that way. I'm sure the other ladies have more advice to give. Um, I would say get to know someone because although I thought, you know, four months of knowing this person, four to six months knowing this person, it really wasn't a lot. Um, also, like Raina said before, if someone shows you their true colors, believe them because the person um, who I did it in college, they would do something, they would come to my house and cry and bring me flowers and the behavior would um, continue. And um I really just say leave whenever, you know, you see something like that, because I think people talk about, you know, dating violence, but they don't talk, or, you know, I guess this is a form of dating violence, such as like, you know, emotional abuse, although I really wasn't getting physically abused, like, I definitely think a lot of this stuff was emotionally and mentally abusing, um, so definitely get out of the relationship um, as soon as you can, and 
like Raina said, if your friends know something or peep something, believe your friends more than likely because although like we went to UK and it is a big school, Black UK is pretty small. We all know each other pretty much. So somebody knows something that you don't know. I agree. Um, for me, it was talking to my friends. Sometimes when you vocalize something, you realize you're tripping. Like, did I really allow that to happen to me? You know, so just talking to my friends about the situation really allowed me to process what was going on and say, this is a red flag and I need to go. Yeah. Um, moving a little bit away from the college temptations, um, do you guys have any temptations in your early 20s or like any experiences going on right now? For me, um, I want to talk about a funny story, kind of. I wanted to buy my first car. So I was watching these YouTubers. I love watching YouTube. And they're always popping out with like luxury cars, luxury apartments, black girl looks. I love it, right? So I'm like, you know, I worked so hard in college. I'm going to go get a luxury car, point blank period. I don't care if it's a Mercedes, a BMW, Audi, I'm getting a luxury car. So I call my mom and I tell her this and she was like, hey, I don't think that's the best idea. But my mom, she's going to say something once or twice. If you don't listen to her, then that's on you. So I'm like, okay, mom, like, I got this. So <laughs> one Saturday, I call an Uber and I literally typed in like the Mercedes-Benz dealership, right? I go, I'm looking at the cars, they're beautiful, they look good, but the prices were not. So I walk outside and I'm like, oh God, like, please help me right now. Should I get finessed and trying to, you know, lease a car, finance a car? Like, I can't afford to pay cash on this. And God is amazing. So I turn around and I see a Toyota dealership. And I'm like, oh, heck no. Like, really, God, you know, I came here for my bands. I'm not trying to go to the Mercedes or the Toyota dealership. But then I was thinking, I'm like, why do I want this luxury car? Am I trying to impress other people? Am I trying to stunt? Like, what am I trying to do? So I'm like, you know what? Nobody's going to be helping me pay for my insurance, my bills, my leasing finances. So I need to make this smart decision and go for a cheaper option for my first car. And even though that's like a funny story, I know this happens to like a lot of us or like us trying to lived outside of our means just to fit in with the Joneses. So do you guys have any experiences with this at all or not really either? Um, I would say that I probably do a lot of frivolous spinning. I'm not thinking about luxury cars yet, but um, just, you know, hair and makeup and clothes and, you know, wanting to go to the mall every weekend. Oh, eating out. I'm the queen of eating out. So I think just looking at my budget, just realizing that I don't need all these things. I'm buying them for like instant gratification. You know, I could buy something and lose it the next month. Why do I keep spending these money on these things? And, you know, I think... I just had the realization that I was trying to like fill up emptiness with materialistic things. So I've um, 
I would say that I've gotten better with it. Um, I know like when I first got my job in high school, I think I started working last 15. It was really bad, but over the years it's gotten better, you know, just learning to find um, non-tangible things to make me happy because materialistics, you know, I was buying these things and I'm still unhappy. So for me, trying to get my head around that is what I'm trying to work on. I think for me, it's more so like where I live at. So I'm like, okay, like I need to live in this nice neighborhood. And then like five minutes down the street, I could find something like a thousand dollars cheaper or, you know, a few hundred dollars cheaper. Um, I don't know if it's more so for like other people, but like, I don't know. I just always have kind of been like that. Like I want to live here and live this place. And then like, if I find myself struggling, I'm like, okay, like what can I do? Um, I think it's gotten better since I have had a child because I'm like, okay, I really have to budget now. But I know when I first got out of college, I was like, okay, like I need a new iPhone. I need this and that. And, you know, it was just crazy to me because I'm just like, why am I buying all this new stuff to show off when these people don't even care? Um, for me, I think it is um, kind of similar to China, just like eating out a lot. And it, in like buying things that I don't need. And it wasn't really to impress anyone, but just like to make myself happy in that moment, but it does fade. And I think I had to do like a lot of deeper work of like, what am I actually like trying to fill a void like of? And so I've been trying to think about that a lot. I felt a lot of pressure since I graduated in May to just be the big girl version of myself. So I'm like, I need like all these work clothes and I need like to make sure that I have like a good work bag and like, just doing with do, doing different things to like be the adult version of myself like right away and I have to realize like what does it even mean to like be a big girl like in like today's society and like am I just like falling in to like the pressure to have all these material things to act like I'm an adult but in reality I'm like struggling so I think I just have been trying to in like the past month like buy things less, think about what's more important. And like, I'm trying to figure out how I want to do my budget. So I've been watching a lot of like cash envelope stuffing videos and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I just don't give into that whole, like, I need to be a big girl as soon as you graduate, because it's not realistic. And even though I love the black girl luxury movement, it can be toxic at times <laughs> because you don't need a Tom Ford perfume like just because you graduated and you want to have luxury. Like you can wait a little while and wear Bath and Body Works. <laughs> <laughs> no, you hit this. That's, I think that's what happened in me. Literally graduated. I need this, that, and that because I graduated. And now I'm like 24, but like, no, I can definitely be like, just normal until I can really afford it. And it's not out of my budget. That's so true that I definitely find myself like, okay, I'm 25 now. I do not need Bath and Body Works products. Like I need <laughs> like the top notch stuff. So like I had went to Sephora and I got a perfume and it was like $150. And I was like, okay. <laughs> But deep down, like, Bath and Body Works is having a sell around the corner. I'm like, why did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, even if you watch the YouTube videos, they have, like, a maintenance week. And they spend, like, a bunch of money on it. So I'm like, you know, I think I have to do that, too. Like, get my hair done, wax, laser. I'm like, yo, this is kind of wild. Like, our parents, they did not do this. Like, let me just see what I can do literally just see what I can do 
right now. And if later on, if God blesses me with those opportunities and cool, but I'm not going to try to go out of my way anymore to, you know, be grown as Raina said. Yeah, I would say like, it's definitely okay to spoil yourself because I use the Tom Ford perfume example because I was definitely an Ulta yesterday looking for perfumes. So every now and then it's okay, but like, don't feel like you have to change everything, like your whole wardrobe, all your perfume, all your makeup, like constantly have your nails done just because you're an adult now. Because in reality, you're still a kid. Like you just graduated two seconds ago. <laughs> Literally. Time to, like give yourself time to stack so that you can play. Mm -hmm. You can play while you stack, but like space it out. <laughs> I also feel like people have like these expectations, like, you know, by a certain age, I should have this and that, but I'm like, you know, um, people in their 30s, they don't have a lot of this stuff, you know, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. And I'll often see people like, okay, like I need to have um, this $400,000 house, this um, Tesla and yada, yada, yada. But I'm like, you know, it takes time to get there. And I think it's kind of a social media thing because, you know, we see like these YouTubers, Instagram people, and they have all these nice things. So we're like, okay, they're younger than us. So why don't we have it? Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like, you know, we buy this stuff for validation at times. Yeah, definitely. Like the whole, I'm 24 and I just bought my first million dollar house post on Twitter. Those get me. I'm like, I just got my degree. Like... <laughs> But yeah, from now on, I'm trying to just be chilling, know my budget. If I really, really like something, I don't know like what I'm going to do. We'll see. I'll keep y'all updated. But yeah, don't feel tempted to be spending your money doing crazy things that you know you can't afford because nobody's going to pay for your bills but you at the end of the day. So all right, uh, any last comments before we wrap up? Any last discussions? All right, um, next week is gonna be our last episode for our college series, but thank you all so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, anything, comment down below. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you all, bye.